falling from standing height, even when falling on concrete or ice, shouldn't result in a broken bone. But if it does, it can be an indicator of osteoporosis. For some, a fear of falling can develop after a stressful life event or a fall that has resulted in a fracture. There are ways to overcome these fears and reduce your risk of falls and fractures so you can live your best life. I'm your host, Krista Lamb, and today on Unbreakable, the OC podcast from Osteoporosis Canada. I'll be talking with Dr. Jenna Gibbs, who is an assistant professor in the Department of Kinesiology and Physical Education at McGill University. Dr. Gibbs studies bone health and exercise. Welcome to this show, Dr. Gibbs. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you, Krista. It's a pleasure to be here, and I appreciate the invitation to participate in this podcast. Well, we're looking really forward to this topic because we often talk about falls on this show. It's something that comes up a lot, and I would love it if we could start with you defining what we mean when we're talking about falls in this context. Yeah, so the definition of a fall certainly sounds pretty intuitive. Although in research and clinical practice, we do want to have a standardized definition so that we're capturing this event correctly and in a valid way. And so the most common definition that's used in these contexts is an unexpected event in which an individual comes to rest on the ground or lower level. Um, so it's, it doesn't necessarily mean the individual has to fall flat out on the ground but we are interested in them uh, falling to a lower level. So that could be on a stair, for example, if they're fallen, put their hand out on a lower step to brace themselves. And what are some of the causes? Why do people often fall? So there are multiple factors that may predispose an individual to having a risk of falls or falling. And some are specific to the individual themselves. So their age, their sex, whether they have any chronic conditions, Parkinson's, for example, certain neurological conditions are linked with falls. Also our physical function, certainly myself as an exercise physiologist is really interested in. So an individual's balance, their mobility and the strength of their muscles is really important. Vision as well, which is also intuitive. There's also a lot of factors outside of the individual. So whether they're on certain medications that have been prescribed for them, hazards in their homes, for example. So this could be having railings or not railings on a stairs, different textures and flooring, rugs that are peeking out from underneath furniture, or what we commonly think of when we think of falls, hazards out in the community, especially coming off a, a long winter here in Canada. Certainly ice slopes on like ground with slopes as well as curbs, navigating different curb heights. So there's a lot of different factors out there to consider. And oftentimes it's not just one factor that is causing a fall. It's an integration of all of these different factors. So this speaks to the multifaceted way we have to go about preventing falls, considering all these different risk factors. Yeah. And I would think in terms of when we're trying to prevent them, there's some things that you can do, like you can maybe fix your rugs or you can look out for ice, but it's not always going to be something that you can control. So I assume it's not always someone's fault if they have a fall. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, certainly most individuals are, you know, cognizant of some of these different factors, but certain medications, for example, like you just don't think like, you know, 
certain types of drugs that you take for your health might make you more dizzy or affect your overall mobility. Or even like certain individuals might, you know, not think that they need to check their prescription and their glasses or contact lenses regularly. So yeah, there's a lot to think about and kind of regularly evaluate and check up on, especially if you're having recurrent falls. So it's happening more often or, you know, you've had some injuries that have stemmed from them. Yeah, definitely something to think about. And for people who have osteoporosis, I know that if they fall, they often wonder, can I bounce back from this? Am I going to be able to go back to my previous level of health if I've had a really bad fall? And what do you say to people like that? There's always room to return back to health. Certainly a fracture or broken bone is a very severe injury. Um, and depending on the severity of the individual's injury, this may have very vast implications for their return to physical function, independence, and kind of their overall quality of life. But certainly working closely with their doctors doing a very comprehensive overview of these risk factors, regularly getting physical evaluations or exams as needed, and you know, working together with your care team to discuss treatment strategies for certainly falls, fractures, but also osteoporosis. And you mentioned fractures, and I know that there are different types of fractures. So there's a trauma break, there's an osteoporotic fracture. Can you tell me a little bit about the different types of breaks or fractures that you might experience? Yeah. So I guess if we break them into two categories, traumatic fractures, those are due to events or forces that are greater than what you'd experience in normal daily life. So if you were to, you know, have a car accident or a fall from the top of a staircase and break a bone, um, we would say that this is a traumatic break or fracture. However, when we're speaking about osteoporosis, often it's non-traumatic fractures or we call them fragility fractures. So the individual is breaking their bones from causes or forces that would not normally cause a break. And so this could be an individual, like a fall from standing height, um, as you know we've alluded to before, falls, osteoporosis and fractures are really tightly related. Or, you know, we see this in individuals that experience a spine fracture, bending over to tie their shoe and breaking a bone in their spine, or people coughing and breaking a rib. Um, so these are very serious injuries that stem from very normal activities. And so largely the bone is not strong enough to withstand the loads being applied to it. And these are very minimal loads, if any. So if you've broken your wrist snowboarding, you might not ask your physician to check you for osteoporosis. But if you've had a break and it's something that's not traumatic and it seems a little uncertain to you, is that when you should ask about being checked for osteoporosis or is this something you should always check? Well, yeah, certainly I think any type of injury is worth communicating with your physician. But yes, these causes that in, a, in most normal, healthy individuals that would not cause a broken bone, definitely checking for osteoporosis. And so, you know, doing a medical history, because obviously there's family factors to consider, um, you know, past history of certain medical conditions, these risk factors that I talked a bit before, um, a physical exam, looking at your posture, um, whether you've experienced any height loss, whether you have any pain. This is all important to look for um, as well as individuals are older. So usually it's not till we're in our 60s that we're 
regularly being checked for our, like our bone density through a bone density test. So if you're younger than that age range and you break a bone, then it becomes even more important to think a bit about some of these other medical and lifestyle factors that might be playing a role in your bone health. I think it's all really important too, because sometimes people don't realize that they may be experiencing osteoporosis when they start to have these small falls or fractures. So it's great if people know, hey, maybe I should have that conversation with my physician or my healthcare provider. So that's really, really good information. The other thing we hear about a lot, and we've talked a few times about this on the show, is about the fear that people can develop around doing activities because they're suddenly afraid that they're going to fall. So they may avoid doing some of the exercise or some of the things that might really be beneficial to them because of this fear. Can you talk a little bit about that? Certainly. So fear of falling is um, very common, especially in older individuals or people that have a history of falls. And so this is more than just being generally fearful. Um, it's like an excessive concern about losing your balance and falling and breaking a bone in different contexts. Um, and so in very small uh, subsets, this could be protective. So this may prompt the individual to remove themselves from certain risky situations. But more often than not, it is this vicious cycle that you alluded to where they will really lose their confidence about, you know, participating in daily physical and social activities, you know, often becoming less active in physical activity and exercise. And this leads to a loss of their mobility, their balance, their function, their muscle, all those factors that I talked about before that are so important for preventing falls. You know, it takes, you know, as little as uh, one to two weeks to lose a critically relevant amount of muscle. And so this can lead them down this pathway of frailty, risk of future falls and fractures, and often an overall lower quality of life um, that just perpetuates itself. And individuals that experience a fall are, you know, at a much greater risk of falling again. So you can see how this is a, you know, a very big problem, a vicious cycle for most people. Yeah, absolutely. And are there strategies people can use so they start to feel a little less concerned about having a fall? Yeah, I think it goes back to addressing any of those risk factors that you can readily modify. Um and so it often is a multifaceted approach. So, you know, quick changes in your home environment are really easy to do for the most part on your own or with help of a family member or caregiver. However, you know, those more internal factors, a great way to do this is participating in exercise. So exercise to challenge your balance and strengthen your muscles are the two main categories that we focus on. As well, talking with your doctor, of course, they can review your medications that you're on. Maybe there are some that might be the culprit of why these falls keep happening. And then certainly the, uh, you know, vision correction we talked about before. Some people might not even know that they have vision problems happening. Cataracts, glaucoma, those are really common in, as we age. As well, certainly, you know, we see individuals with certain memory changes or psychological conditions as well. Um, depression, anxiety, they may also play a role. So looking into all this with a kind of multidisciplinary care team, if possible, but certainly starting with your doctor and then ideally an, a, an exercise professional that can put you on the right path to doing exercise that improves your balance and strength. 
Yeah, you mentioned balance earlier as well. And so I would love to find out more about balance training and what that entails. And is that something that you would work with a professional in the exercise field on? Yes. So balance training is its own category of exercise. So it involves any types of activities that challenge specific aspects of balance, whether it's reducing your base of support. So we say this by going from standing on two feet to standing on one foot or moving your center of gravity or reducing the amount of support that you use when you do some of these exercises. And so this balance can be done standing in one place and practicing some of these positions, or what's often more challenging and more fun is doing it in a more dynamic way. So, you know, moving about, whether it's do heel to toe walking or different challenging footwork patterns, Uh, you can do this in a dance or Zumba class in aerobics um, as well. Lots of community classes do involve some of these balance type activities, which is a more fun and engaging way to do it than on your own, but you could easily do it in your home. It requires very minimal equipment other than perhaps a sturdy chair or access to a wall if you need that type of support. In terms of guidance around balance, uh, if an individual has never done it before and they are at a higher risk of falling, um, we definitely would recommend consulting a healthcare professional that has expertise in exercise, especially for older individuals or those with osteoporosis. But there's lots of great resources, certainly through Osteoporosis Canada and some of our like national physical activity guidelines that you know can guide individuals in the right direction to start to incorporate these activities even before you have a fall so even younger individuals can certainly benefit from these different balance activities yeah and it's really great that you mentioned that there are exercise classes and things that people can be doing if they feel comfortable with that i know for me they do lots of balance work in my yoga class and it's a lot of fun to be able to do something with other people Are there other exercises or things that people should keep in mind when we're thinking about this fear of falling? Yes. uh, So certainly there is, I like that you mentioned yoga uh, certainly is a great activity that pulls um, in balance, but also strengthens your muscles and your core and your, it has functional benefits. Um, So yeah, the other category of exercise that we would certainly emphasize is muscle strengthening exercise. So this is any type of exercise that involves using objects such as weights or using weightlifting machines or bands or your body weight to create a resistance against the muscle. Typically, uh, what's recommended by National Physical Activity Guidelines is to participate in the this type of exercise at least two times a week, in addition to balance training on a daily basis. So those are the two main types of exercise that if you only have certain amount of time in your day uh, to prioritize those, especially if the goal is to prevent falls, promote good bone health and overall good physical function and mobility. And I think that's really, really great advice. One of the things that comes to mind for me is a lot of people prefer to do their exercise outside. We live in Canada where it can be slippery and snowy and you can have a lot of issues in terms of ice in the winter. Are there ways that you can make exercising outside a bit safer if you're worried about falling? Yeah, like I I guess it depends what activities you're participating outside. Like walking is a very popular type of activity and you know, there's a lot of times where individuals that we work with that are, you know, have had falls, but they love walking and it's, you know, one of their favorite activities. 
certainly walking has benefits for your heart, your lungs, not as much for like muscle and bone health, but so just kind of re-evaluating, you know, what potential hazards might be out there um, in terms of participating in walking and getting any necessary guidance as needed. Um, perhaps walking with a friend or family member could be a great way to reduce any fears of falling during walking and sticking to areas that are better managed, like sidewalks that are regularly maintained or clear in the winter months, especially. Uh, but certainly, you know, they might be interested in hiking, for example. So most of the times activities that they have commonly done and uh, are quite confident doing, they can continue doing. But again, just having that awareness of potential risk or indications for falls is always important. Yeah, I always like to ask about this, because I think sometimes we think that as we age, or as we start to have health issues, we might not be able to do some of the things that we love. But sometimes it's just a case of modifying them from what I'm learning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's usually what we recommend. Um, even like individuals that have fractures or receive a diagnosis of osteoporosis, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can modify the exercises so that they're not putting you at risk of falls or placing any stress on sites of injury, whether it's the spine or the hip. So, you know, that's why working with an, an exercise professional, like a exercise physiologist, a kinesiologist or physiotherapist is such a great way to get some guidance and tips on how to modify those types of activities. Absolutely. I think it's always so important to consult your healthcare team and to find healthcare professionals that can help you with this. And as we wrap up today, I'll ask you if there's anything else you'd want people to know about this topic that we haven't covered. Yeah, I think, again, the biggest take home message is that, you know, there's not one size fits all for one individual. It really depends on those root causes of the falls. And, you know, most prevention or treatment strategies should be multi-component or multifaceted for um, tying back to addressing those concerns. So certainly exercise is one uh, really important component of it that has strong evidence in our research literature um, and is something that most people enjoy and can implement, but also working closely again with your care team or your physician so that you can inform yourself to like knowledge is power and kind of having that around your health and overall well-being can really set you on a, a really good path for your health, but also well-being where that kind of fear of falls comes into play as well. So yeah, those are, would be, that'd be an important take-home message that I think would be important to walk away from this with. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a really fantastic conversation. And thank you so much. Great. Thank you, Krista. It was great speaking with you today. Thank you to Dr. Gibbs for joining us today. I'm Krista Lamb, and you've been listening to Unbreakable, the OC podcast from Osteoporosis Canada. Today, I've been speaking with Dr. Jenna Gibbs about the fear of falling. If you'd like more information on osteoporosis, visit our website at osteoporosis.ca. If you have questions or comments about this topic or about our podcast, reach out to us on our website or via social media. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Enjoying the show? Hit subscribe in the podcast provider of your choice. Thanks for listening.